0: into the contest. it's thursday the 26th of august welcome to afternoon sport tim gilbert here i'm joined by shane lee now shane i know you are the cook of this pair like you you are the cook and and i'm the food taster but (laughs) luke mangan of course a very famous chef here in australia he's been a mate of mine for many years since we've been doing segments on the today show almost 20 years ago And he sent me a recipe for his mother's lemon delish. Now, I participated in going out to the lemon, got a lemon tree, and I I pulled the lemons off. And Josie and my daughter Bridget cooked it. Mate, mate. You good? Yeah, I've already sent you the recipe. So, what is it? A pie? Is it a pie? It's like an it's like one of those old school puddings and it's fluffy you know you got to get the, the six egg whites put them together fluff them up join it together chuck it in the oven for an hour and sitting next to some lovely vanilla ice cream or cream Ugh. Oh shame.
1: Well, I hope you just pulled the lemons off. No, you didn't. You, not like the movie American Pie, anyway. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was delicious. <laughs>
0: it was. It was lemon delish, not apple pie. All right. Today on the show, we've got a huge show. Of course, Gil McLaughlin. It looks like the AFL Grand Final is going to Perth. Chris Judd joins the Hall of Fame. Todd Greenberg. Interesting. The Cricket Association and uh, this negotiation with Cricket Australia. Where will all the money go? Plus, much, much more. All right, Shane, Uh, Gil McLaughlin came out yesterday and said that the AFL Grand Final will go to Optus Stadium in Perth if the Victorian government cannot... Give them the decision that it will be played at the MCG with
1: a reasonable crowd. Yep, as predicted, mate. On afternoon sport, we were right. Um, it will go to Perth, and look, the, the Melbourne the Victorian government will not be able to uh, guarantee a full house like uh, they can in Western Australia. So, the AFL Grand Final will be going to to Perth, and um, which means it'll be coming back into Sydney Melbourne markets prime time in the evening
0: and they have to make that decision pretty quickly because we we know that you know western australia has been out there on its own it's obviously very isolated their 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 rules are heavy when it comes to what's been going on with the pandemic so they have to get this decision done quickly because they need to allow all the machinery to be able to get to because it's not just it's not just some game at a local park is it this is the
1: showpiece of showpieces It is. And um, uh, as McLaughlin said, uh, it is the number one sporting event in Australia, in his opinion. So, uh, yeah, it is is a big show. But look, I, I think for a player to, you know, you may only make a grand final once in your whole career. But so to play in front of a full crowd is what you want to do. So from a player's perspective, yeah, I would like to be going to Perth.
0: Yeah, it will be. Uh, you'd almost say it's a lay-down Mazaire, wouldn't you, that it's going to have to happen. It's, it's a brilliant stadium. It's amazing. We've seen State of Origin played there. We've seen lots of big-time sport now played at Optus Stadium, and it is a, a wonderful new-generation sports stadium. So what about this Port Adelaide-Geelong game? Port Adelaide and uh, – well, they, they snuck up a bit. I, I shouldn't say that because I'm sure that all the Port Adelaide fans, including Koshi and the gang, always knew where their team was. But for me, I was always focusing – on Melbourne and Western Bulldogs. I knew Port Adelaide were up the top, but this is an interesting
1: clash tomorrow night. Yeah, a very interesting clash, as you said, Tim. I, I think Geelong will get the, um, the biscuits there, but uh, it, it will be a really, really close one. Geelong obviously coming off the back of a of a frustrating loss last week, but uh, yeah, this will be a big one. But Port Adelaide will push him, but I think Geelong will win. Okay, Geelong to get the chocolates there. All right, now, Chris Judd, what a career he
0: had. He's entered the Hall of Fame. Uh, if you look at him, just extraordinary, the way he travelled from the West Coast across to, to Victoria. He dominated, didn't he, for, for maybe
1: a decade? He did, mate, and one of the greatest midfielders to play the game. 279 matches, 228 goals, you know, one-time premiership player, two-times Brownlow medalist, one-times Norm Smith. Mate, he made the um, the, uh, the All-Australian team six times, three times as captain. A very, very good footballer, um, a great ambassador of the sport off the field as well. Yeah, Chris Judd, uh, into the Hall of Fame, and I suppose...
0: Some of those choices just become lay down miseries, don't they, in particular sports mm. when you've got legends. Um, now, let's talk about Rugby League because there's a big game tonight. The Knights play the Titans, and the Knights have really started to hit some form. Mitchell Pearce being back and Ponger Ponga uh, causing trouble. So, look, they'll make the eight, and they could cause some
1: strife. The Titans are probably mathematically there, but um, the odds are that they won't. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think the Titans will miss out. They're currently ninth, Timmy, so um, I think the, the Knights will be too strong. Ponga being the key, he's a footballer that can, you know, with his own hands, can change the whole game. So I think the Knights will win that one and I think they'll win comfortably too. Yeah, that, that is on tonight. And of course, we've got the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. We'll talk to Shad Wicker,
0: of course, tomorrow about Ooh. this one, but that is one of the great rivalries, isn't it? Roosters, Rabbitohs. And if you talk to players from either of these clubs in the past and they say, well, it's almost like a
1: representative game. They hate each other. They hate each other. Um, There's real genuine passion there. But I think this game will come down to goal kicking. And unfortunately, the Roosters have three goal kickers who are injured at the moment. So it's going to be an absolute close one. But I think the Bunnies, Craig Hodges will hate me saying this, but I think the Bunnies are going to win by two points be an interesting game this one the
0: way that the roosters have managed to to move ahead with all the injury and the retirements that they've had Trent Robinson just done an extraordinary coaching job. Now Todd Greenberg, let 's look at cricket of course Todd used to be the boss of the NRL he was a first grade cricketer, so he was a handy cricketer, but he's taken over as as we know of uh, the Cricketers Association and a story this week about how they are going to approach this next negotiation because it 's up. In 2022, this deal between the Cricketers Association and Cricket in Australia and what what slice of the pie cricketers take, Mm. Um, it was a blow-up last time there was you know, there was virtually, uh, we were on the edge of a, of a full-blown on, full blown boycott.
1: Yeah, big time. Look, Todd Greenberg is the right guy for this job. Um, he started his career at Cricket New South Wales as a cricket development officer, so he understands the game from the grassroots level upwards. Um, Greg Dyer, who was his predecessor, I thought did an appalling job as the head of the Australian Cricket Association. He was at Loggerheads with Cricket Australia the whole time. He had a real beanish bonnet and... I think Greg Dyer still went back to the day when he was axed by Creed Australia for claiming that catch that bounced. Um, so look, anyway, Todd Greenberg is now the man in charge. He'll do a really, really good job. He understands the importance of shield cricket and I think that he wants to make sure that's our breeding ground for future Australian players. He wants to broaden, the, um, I suppose, the, the pay rate um, for all players and he wants to keep furthering the women's game. So he's got all the right ingredients there and I think Todd Greenberg will do a fantastic job.
0: Well, the, there should be quite a bit of money come from the Ashes series, which we're not far away from. But you look at the coffers of Cricket Australia and all the stories are that they haven't handled their money all that well. So they may not be as big a pie to slice from.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. They, they do spend a lot of money, but there's they're sort of a, a kind of four-year rotation for funding. Um, it is always based around the Ashes. Every second year they play India, but they have a huge um, cost base at Cricket Australia. It seems to be like something like five or 700 staff there. So it's a lot of staff for um, only a team of 11, really, isn't it? Yeah, so it's going to be interesting, that negotiation. It, uh, it always has
0: some sparks to it. And if anyone's uh, adept at doing it, it would be Greenberg because he's, he's had these negotiations from the other side of the fence, both with the Bulldogs when he was there and then, of course, yeah. as he progressed to be the boss of the NRL. Now, um, what about the Paralympic Games? Australia doing really well in the medal tally. I was watching a bit of goalball yesterday and some swimming and uh, also
1: murderball with the, the Aussies playing Denmark. It's great sport. It is good sport, isn't it? And the Aussies doing very, very well already. Um, we do perform our able-bodied uh, Olympians um, from a medal perspective every time. So uh, once again, our Paralympians are on track to do that. But it's uh, it's really really good sport, and you can just see the, how proud they are when they, when they win medals. It's awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh,
0: what what about this other story about the the Olympic Games? Regard, I'll just give the medal tally anyway, as we are at the yep. Paralympics, of course, because Australia has won six gold, one silver, three bronze. China's next with five gold, one silver, two bronze. Then we go down to Russia, Italy, Ukraine, Great Britain, and the US. Well, the, the US aren't even on that first page of the medal tally. So Australia, congratulations, you know, to be where they're at at the moment and no doubt progressing forward over the next week and a half. But what about this yarn of uh, the gold medal? Some traveller, some US traveller
1: accidentally has stolen a medal. So he's picked up uh, his bag at the airport, and like all bags now, they all look the same. So he's picked up the wrong one, he's got home, opened his bag, and there it is, a gold medal sitting in his bag. He must have thought to himself, you know, it not that actually that hard to get a bloody gold medal? That that was quite easy. (laughs) You just have to steal it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh that is a, that was a cracking yarn when I saw that fancy fancy just opening up and seeing a gold medal there. Now look uh, what about this tennis situation nothing lasts forever does it Shane? And mm-hmm. careers in sport um generally particularly in the past have finished in tennis when people reach around 30 31 but
1: we're seeing players playing well into their 30s and Federer is 40 Yep, and um, you, you're, we're on the cusp of seeing two great tennis players, one male and one female, um, retiring. Serena's 39. She just pulled out of the US Open um, with a hamstring, which must be frustrating. She's chasing Margaret Court's 24 t- uh, titles. Um, she has been for a while. She hasn't won since 2017, Serena. So I think, unfortunately, it's going to be an Australian, Ash Barty, that stops her equaling Margaret Court. Um, and protecting her record so look I think Serena has been a fantastic tennis player she's done a hell of a lot for for female um, sportswomen and um she will go down no, no matter whether she equals Margaret Court or not as a great. Yeah, the, but
0: yeah, everything does come to an end. They've, they've clung on for so yep. long, and, and you'd have to chuck Nadal in there. I know he's a few years younger, 35, but his body is broken in so many ways. So uh, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll watch that over the next six months. Now, today's a uh, little bit of nostalgia, today's walk into the history books Of Shane Lee. (laughs) Takes us back to the dressing room at Lord's. Of course, we saw the news yesterday that the famous drummer of the Rolling Stones has passed away, Charlie Watts, at the age of 80. I thought Mm. everyone was of the belief that Keith Richards would go before (laughs) uh, all of them, but uh, he's still going, Keith. But uh, God rest
1: his soul, Charlie. And you got the chance to meet him. Yeah, we did. After we won the World Cup 1999, we we celebrated in the Lord's Change Room, and in came Mick Jagger. And I was sitting next to this guy. for a while having a beer and having a chat, and Brendan Julian whispered in my ear, who's the old bloke next to you? And I said, "I said that's Charlie Watts. He goes, who's Charlie Watts? And I said, he is the drummer of the Rolling Stones. And Brendan Julian said, no way, man, he's not a drummer. I thought it was Steve Ward's grandfather. And I (laughs) said, have you ever seen Steve play drums? No, he hasn't. Anyway, but, um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to meet him. He was a very, very quiet guy and um, very softly spoken and, He will go down. I think he's the number 13th best drummer of all time, Timmy. That would have really tickled your fancy, wouldn't it? Uh, Yeah. The Rolling Stones, being a music man yourself. Yeah, it was amazing. And uh, I couldn't believe how small Mick Jagger was, but how much energy came from him, electric. And you you very rarely see someone with so much charisma in, in one room and... You know, we even out Sean Warney. Well, oh, that's a big one.
0: Now, were they both? Uh, were they, I
1: know. Uh, I know that Mick is a, a real genuine sports
0: fan. Was Was Charlie Watts as well? They, they really. A lot of these musicians, and we we saw it with Powderfinger
1: as well. They loved their cricket. Yeah, gen- they were genuine cricket lovers. Um, they knew a lot about the game. They'd followed it, and um, and they were really, really happy, and and they were all really almost humbled to be in the in the Australian cricket change room. So it was a really, really nice sort of meeting of the minds. Well, what
0: was it like being in the Lord's change room for us mere mortals that uh, never, obviously, got the opportunity to be there? I've been to the ground, of course, but never, never into the dressing rooms and never played there. Well, what's it? What's it like? You know, all those. You know, what are they? The egg and bacon ties and.
1: Yeah, well, you you walk through the long room. It's where all the egg and bacon, the the the. Older members um, will stand. You walk up this beautiful old sort of heritage staircase into the change room. There's a big bath in there and nice showers, and um, it's a well catered for lunch. And as you walk out onto the ground, you walk through the members um, with your spikes on through the long room, and they all say good luck. We'll see you in a minute, and um, <laughs> and then um, and you walk off. But you you really feel like you're walking through for a, a place in history. Yeah, I heard the lunch is
0: very well catered for there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Can you give us a bit of insight as we sort of <laughs> wet our appetite on this beautiful Thursday? What, what, what kinds are they? Cut cucumber and chicken sandwiches? Uh, are there yeah. are there warm dishes? Uh, is there lemon delish? What is there? <laughs>
1: there's, there's plenty of plenty of nice things to eat, mate. There's um, there's uh, I, I found the, the the roast beef was quite nice, but of course, when you're playing cricket, Timmy, you've got to sort of uh, curb your ways a little bit, mate. Yeah, sure. I'm sure you did. Sure you did. <laughs> All
0: right, am That you uh, All right, Yeah, the Rolling Stones, the, the day that uh, Six and Out met the Rolling Stones. That's a good one. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. www.xblades.com.au And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr Dan we will be back tomorrow
1: with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.